1: Legends, we are heading into round 10 and I just want to give you the easiest, most simplest buy planning tool that you can have here and that's this video. We're going to go through all the different players obviously and my best selections. So in that last video with Mark, it was a lot of what he was talking about, his selections there. We also have Scoop's amazing buy planning videos on his YouTube channel, channel Scoop Scoopertofuego, uh, which I'll link in the description as well guys. Very much goes in depth, but I know a lot of you guys don't want to go into as much detail as those guys if you want to awesome that is there this one's going to be a lot more simple for you guys and i'm going to tell you the guys that are going to be playing early i'm going to be telling you the guys that play the majority of games across the buy period and then potentially some origin guys you might want to avoid but pick up at some point and then give you my best overall selections for the entirety of the season and what that really means is getting towards that back end so around 19 2021 20, and creating your final best 17 to 19 there so Let's get into this straight away. And these are my best picks. And we're gonna start with players who play in 13 and 14, but miss 16. And that's except for Robson here, who misses 15. He has one of the better buy schedules across the uh, the entirety of that first, sort of all the way through till, till 19, is the Cowboys. And then everyone else is very different. So Robson there, he is that best hooking, hooking player to have in your squad, because he will cover majority of those weeks. He misses 15, so as long as you have some cover, in 15 they're in the hooking position then you will be fine for that round every other round up until their next buy at the end of the buy period which is a long way away and something that a lot of you guys that aren't thinking that far ahead don't have to worry about until then which is great so if you're picking a lot of guys from this section just to start it off you will have to make a bunch of trades come around 16. so that's where a lot of the other buy planners are great because it shows you who you can pick in this first section to play the first couple And then you compare them with some guys from the sections that i'm going to speak about below so take this as you will if you have a lot of trades remaining and you want to go really hard at 13 and 14 then all of these guys in this section are going to be great and then you could then trade a few of them off to guys that are going to be playing through the middle part and towards the end as well so as i said just play this as you will and you can sort of mix and match with the guys you're currently holding and then the guys you're looking to pick up. And I've got a little bit of, a, it's just a thought uh, that I'll expand on for each of these people. And the best rating there is good. So even guys like Nico Hines and Cleary are sitting in that good range. Cause I don't think there's anyone that's a clear must have. I was thinking of Hinesy, putting him in the amazing bracket, but uh, yeah, you can, you can take that as you will. If he plays origin, he misses four games over the origin period. So he can't be in uh in perfect, you know, if he was, uh, if he was not missing any games for Origin, likely. Obviously, he hasn't made the team yet, but uh, likely there, then he would be the best option by far. So, Robson, best option in the hooking position. you got Jeremy Marshall King. I think he's just okay. Like He covers a lot of those rounds. They have their buy in round 16, okay? And they have their buy next week as well. So, if you are to pick him up in round 12, you get him you know, all the way through. One game missed in 16, and then they have a buy later in the season. So, he'll work. He's, you know... Not scoring as well, uh, just as Robson. The Robson isn't scoring that great either. So either way, it's going to be fine. If you own him, he's a clear hold. Wade Egan, the other guy who plays those first two, misses 12. He's a solid one as well, but you know he's just had too many concussions. And you know what happens if he gets hit and goes down again? He could be out for a, lo- a longer period of time, and that's the annoying part there. Let's move to the next section of hookers, and then we'll come back up. And the players who miss 13, but they're good for three of the next four big rounds. So guys like Tanner Boyd i have got it as is a really good option but he's got the sad face because i don't own him and that is completely fine unfortunately he's very up uh, very expensive now so they miss 13 and 16 but he does play 14 17 and also 19 and 20 so that's four of the next five big ones so that's kind of what we're looking at here at a minimum they play three of the next four big ones whether they miss 14 whether they miss 16 they miss 17 any of those so you know dogs sharks they miss 17 so 13 and 17 whereas uh you know guys like uh, manly and stuff will miss 14 and then you know, play a majority of others there so that's that in that one okay so options boyd he's a uh, pretty solid one i think he's you know probably second best option at the moment to cut to hold through the buy period if you own him and that would probably grant in in the third position there so that's where we're at with uh, those guys there the only one i didn't pop in here actually should have been smith i'm not sure if i put him in the mids, but we'll, we'll slot him in there as well in that position there uh, as smithy boy who misses 13 and 19, but plays all the ones in between that 14, 16 and 17. And he's an okay one guys. So he's a good one to, to pair with Robson because he does play in 16. You can you can slot him in the mids if you need to in 14, uh, in 16. If you have a, another hooker uh, in 17 as well, you can slot in the mids all the hooking positions. So very important player there. I think if he can stay on the park, the poor fella just keeps getting injured. So that's those two, you got Reed Marnie who I think is okay, very up and down with the scoring, but misses 13, 17. So you get him for two of those big buy rounds, whether you select him in 14. So you get, you know, a bunch of extra games there. That's completely up to you on that one. Bradley, Blake that is, I think he's an average buyer. I think Marnie's better just, uh, but yeah, that's where we're at with that section there. Mids, we got McInnis, I think he's an okay hold. You're looking at, uh, sorry, I should go continue with the, the hooks, sorry. And we don't have anyone from the Eels, unfortunately. That play all the major buy rounds so we'll skip that one and then we've got the origin guys so it's grant cook and then appy so grant i think is just a good option overall he's the best scorer in the hooking position so you can never go wrong with him on that one you've got cook there i think is okay the best thing about him is that he's dropping a fair bit in price and if he happens to miss origin then he's going to be a must-have i think in round 13 just because he's going to be so cheap and you can get him you know at that price but obviously he could come out and score super well and then appy i think he's okay he's gone up a fair bit in price over the last few weeks so it's a little bit of a, a painful one there and let's move on to my best players to have overall in each position so because robson has the best schedule here even though he isn't scoring the best i think he's number one Boydy number two just because he's scoring so well and he's cheaper than the rest then you've got harry grant the third best and then jmk uh, because he plays so many games over the origin period and then Damien Cook and you know, obviously he would go up this list if he happened to not play origin so that's where we're out in the hooking position it's obviously a pretty tough one at the moment it's not one we want to spend a lot of time on just because there's not a lot of great options obviously Smith will be in there uh yeah to cover as well during the buy period to be about that four or five six range as well so that's probably you know yeah, all we want to talk about in the hooking position and yeah, we'll spend a bit more time on the next best. So. The midsection we've got jdb up there this isn't not in any particular order guys obviously you know it's usually from the more expensive guys down to the cheaper guys in the most part but uh yeah i'll kind of just give you my summation on them a bunch of you guys will own these players and a bunch of you will looking will be looking at them jdb would have been you know in the clear almost great category if he stayed at 13 but i just think he plays 65 or so minutes and that probably gets him a you know 50 to 55 type of scoring output there i don't think his role changes too much it just might mean that you know birds the 80 minute guy and depending how many minutes like Jaden sewer and these type of guys get as to how many minutes jdb will play but i still think he'll be able to you know make 50 or so okay and uh and do a good job for you you know playing in 13 and 14 missing 16 there so jdb is still a good option but I think Horsburgh, that's a little bit of a cheaper price, could probably be a slightly better option at this point. You know, 40, 50K cheaper, and you know, potentially a little bit more upside with the minutes. Now, if, if JDB was at 13, I'd have him ahead. But I think Horsburgh is slightly ahead at this point. And if you can get him in, you probably don't straight swap him for like Preston or something like that. But yeah, I think we'll, we'll, we'll talk about these guys more when uh, Scoop comes on the channel. These are more, you know, we'll talk about in that video more around the buyers for this week. And then this this video is a little bit more like what guys would you want over the buy period and, uh, you know, setting up the rest of your team. And I think Causebri and JDB are both going to be great in a pretty tough mid position with, you know, a few of the, the good, uh, all the best guys in the position all playing Origin. So that's that with those two, both good options there. Talk Harris, So he's going to be really good to buy in 13, I'd say. What that means is you probably get a game or two out of him before then. Hopefully, you know, he plays this week if he does, he's going to lose a bit of cash uh, and potentially next week as well in 11. And then you can pick him up in 13 at a little bit of a discount. And hopefully he's got a a couple of runs under his belt and his knees feeling okay. That's the main worry: he's just that injury. And we need to get him back to big minutes so he can score really, really well. AFB, with Harris coming back, I think he's an average buyer. Again, you'd you wouldn't really be looking to pick him up now with their buy in 13, and you're probably holding Ford, potentially holding Johnson, and you know, maybe one other warrior would have been like C&K, but probably not anymore. But yeah, AFP, I think he's just an average buy at this point, not one on my radar. Speaking about Horsbar, I think he's the better pick over Tarpany. If you own Tarpany now, it's a hard one. Do you hold him, do you not? I can understand why you wouldn't, but you really need to make a, a really good flip from him. To, to make it worthwhile. If you're just going a bit sideways that someone's going to score about a 50 mark, then I don't think it's really worth the trade. But yeah, that's where i are at with him. He could be an option at some point, guys. He plays all the way through to 16. So maybe if he comes good over the next week or two, then we, we'd probably select him in round 12 or something. So that's something to think about. To David Tola, so he's really cheap, guys. And he's going to be an okay pickup for sure. But I think from round 11 or 12. So we'll see how he goes this week. If he gets through unscathed, if he scores pretty well, then he can, you know, wheels up and get him next week. And if he doesn't go that well, then you know potentially around 12 we get a couple of looks at him and we can go from there but he's really cheap and one of those mid-range lower cheapy kind of guys in the mids that uh has the high potential if he can get back to full health that's for sure and 40 just a very good dual position edge uh you know edge and mid jewel hold because he's going to be able to cover both positions there through 13 14 which is going to be great it's going to be very helpful for your side so as you know, guys, 13 players you can play, and they all have to be in the starting side. So you have to move players around if you need to. You know, some of the centres can come up to edge, you know, Birdie, Lemuelu, those type of guys. So something for you to think about in your squad for sure. Let's go to the edge position now. And Frizzell, he's an interesting one. He misses 14, right? So he plays 13, misses 14, but he's back in you know, the game for 16-17. And he's a really solid one, obviously. I think he's a good pick. He's pretty expensive now, he's priced a little bit over 50. Uh, but he's going to be one of those guys in the edge position, which you can see here that there's not many to play 13 and 14. We've got guys like Hopgood, which we'll speak about in a sec. Um, actually, I keep forgetting to go down to the mids, so we'll uh, we'll work it out. First time doing this type of video, guys, and um, yeah, with with how the how the new buy schedule is set up. So bear with me here. Okay, let's go to back to the mids there. So players who miss 13, but they're good for the next three, of the next four big rounds. So McInnes, I think he's an okay hold. To be honest with you. Not super special. If we're, if we're looking at McInnes, I have him at the moment, and you know if I could move him on, I will. But hopefully, he still gets about forty-eight to, to fifty-two minutes, something like that, off the bench with the uh, the players that they're, they're starting with Royce Hunt and and Oregon Kafusi there guy, I think he's a good pickup, especially for the head-to-head guys, misses 13 and 16. But apart from that, he's playing big minutes and will do a great job for your side. Also think Nelson Asafa solomona is another solid pickup as well. He's a good one to have in your side. He's scoring really, really well, getting involved, terrorizing teams, to be honest, when he comes on. So he's uh, he's only really played, what, three games this year and all of them have been really, really good scoring games. So if he can keep that up, he's rampaging best, then I think it's good time for him. He just signed a new contract, which is also good news, I think. And yeah, he's a solid one. He's pretty expensive though. So if you, you want someone like him, there are better options up above that uh, that play 13, to be honest. But yeah, if you're head-to-head guy, I think Nass a good selection. Max and Josh King, both okay, guys. If you're holding on to him, that's fine. I wouldn't be buying them. Fisher Harris, I think he's an okay buy as well, eventually. So yeah, they're missing 13. And 19, he could be like around 14 buy. If his uh, minutes are up, you know, he's back from injury. That's kind of the thing, he's come back from injury. Not really super exciting to play someone like, you know, Fish Harris and pick him up. Coming back from injury, you want him sort of worked up and and into it. But, you know, maybe with the rest that he's, you know, he's ready to go for big minutes over that time with guys like uh, Isaiah Yo, obviously not being there and and they need some bigger minute guys in that team. So that's that. Taniella Paseka, he's a a good selection as well. So with Jake Tabojevic out, Paseca's been playing really well over the last three or four weeks anyway. And I think minutes-wise, he probably gets another five or so because he's that workhorse, you know, type of guy that's been able to get some tackle breaks and offloads as well. So Paseka, one of those guys, probably has another four or five points on his current average, and he's yeah, at a, at an okay price for sure. But again, misses the uh, misses fourteen in this one, which is um, yeah, not super ideal, obviously. Okay, Clemmer, he's also a solid pick, guys. In this one, getting cheaper, but we need to see some more minutes from him. That's the big thing. For Clem, at the moment it's just you need to see an improvement in Min before you look at picking him up. Okay, in the uh, mid position for the all the major buyers, we have Mado. I think he's a good selection, guys. Also Hopgood, so either one of those, Hopgood, Matto, the bench this week's a little bit weird. So minutes-wise, what's exactly gonna happen? I'm not exactly sure, but we will find out this week. And up to you if you want to wait on them or pick them up now. I think either's fine, but think about Hopgood. He's priced at 50 now. And, you know, do you think that he could exceed that? Sure, he got 86 last week. But I doubt that he has the free reign like he did last week, especially when Maddo are going to be taking a little bit more of the, the the runs, especially. And Hopgood has been that way. You know, he hasn't scored very good before that 86. So every chance he just goes back to a 45 or 55, somewhere in that range, and he doesn't really, you know, damage you too much for not picking him up. So I definitely think you can look at him and look at Maddo this week. Maddo coming back from the flu off the bench. I don't think the bench thing changes much for him. but you can decide on that one. Uh, Greg, so he's an okay buyer guys. So he's obviously not too expensive, but I think his minutes drop a little bit from that 40 odd, probably it's like a 33 in this one. In the mids, you got Haas is obviously good. Yo, good, both very, at a very similar level, both scoring almost the same. They're great pickups, sort of at any point. Like if you can get after one of their uh, origin guys, yeah, if they come playing in 14, then they only miss two from there. That's good news, obviously. Carrigan, solo one and Cotter, a solid one there as well. And then you look to your best options throughout the entirety of the year. I think Haas is just clearly on top, then Yo, Then you've got Madison and Hopgood, very similar in that one. Obviously Hopgood with the jewel is helpful. Then I think it's guys like tall Harris, I think will we'll exceed a bunch of these guys longer term. Obviously shorter term, probably Horsby and JDB are the best ones, but those two are six and seven in the mids position. So that was good, I like that. The mid, mids position is gonna be fun. And obviously some cheaper guys will pop up along the way and, and stuff like that, which is going to be helpful. But yeah, that's uh, that's where it's currently at in that one. We spoke about Ed just to start. We've got Frizzell, as I said, a good option. Hudson Young plays 13 and 14, getting a little bit more expensive. He was kind of a pickup probably you know, four or five weeks ago when he had his really poor start and then started improving from there. But he's going to be a solid one, guys, if you want someone at a good price that's going to play those first few games and then you know, maybe you move him on in 16. Up to you on that one. Harlem Lukey. Someone I'm potentially gonna pick up this week, uh, just so I can get to Heinz. And yeah, you want him to get through this week. It's a little bit of a risk grabbing him now, but he also has a lower break even. And sounds like, from Peyton said, he's gonna play a large chunk of the right edge minute. So he goes straight to Nani's side um, and and help. You know he's gonna help out that edge. And I think large chunk will be 65 or so, like he played a couple of weeks ago in uh, that position, which is good, exactly what you want. And he has that upside, which is good. And he's not up against uh, Joey Manu. He's up against Kiri, which is good. Uh, host, average, hold. That's all we can say with that great host there. Let's go to edges now in the next section. And this one's obviously missing um, missing 13 and you know, playing a bunch of the others. So RFM, he's a solid one. His PBM has been really down in the lock position this year and he had a cracker on the weekend. If Max King is back, I think, you know, his minutes drop, RFM, but he's a, a, a solid pick. Nothing, no, not a knockout, but a, definitely a solid one. Papali'i, he's a good pick. Obviously he's dropping down in price. I think round 14 might be his selection if you're looking at him. Nakora, solid as well. He doesn't play 13 as uh, you know, he didn't score that great on the weekend. He had that knee clash, so hopefully he's fine. But I think you know, round 14 might be a pick if you want him. I think Bateman's a good pick. So once he keeps dropping in cash a little bit, he then would only have to average about 50 for him to be a good buy. And I think he can do that uh, another couple of games in the league there on his return. And I think he'll be good again, probably a buy in round 14, him or Papali could be a good one there. Wilton I think is a good hold guys. He's done his job averaging 50. TPJ is average guys. I think that it's probably worth just trading him on. I, I think, yeah. Can't get 18 in in like 50 minutes and expect people to hold you, especially when it looks like that. Ugh, yuck. Preston, I think he's a solid hold as well. Hosking probably a slightly better hold, but he's more expensive. So play whichever one. You want for that? Also, Trent Lioro, he's also a solid hold. I have him as a better hold right now than the other two, just cause he's gonna make a little bit more money and he's coming off a couple of mid fifties and could do that again, especially after a good rest. Eli Katoa, average hold uh, in this one. I think, you know, with the, the money that you're making on Lioro or you know Preston and Hosking doing better than Katoa is at the moment, you can obviously get back to that, but yeah, coming off a concussion, a little bit worried about that for sure. Okay, let's move to the edges in the, it's basically the Eels. This is the Eels section that play all major buyers, guys. So they only miss one to two weeks over that time, depending when you pick them up. So 14 and 18 in that one is the Eels, and that's all I've got in this section. So Sean Lane, I think he's a solid pick, but he has only had one good score since returning uh, to to the league. Fafita, he's the gun, guys. He's the best player on the edge, it's as simple as that, and you know, we look at that here. For feeder number one, Papa number two, you've got Frizzell, Bateman, and Hudson Young. I think they're the best selections in that edge position. Okay, let's move to the halves, and hope you're getting a lot out of this, guys. This is very simple, solid way to go about this. I know a lot of you guys don't spend, you know, if you're watching my videos, thank you so much, but you're not spending a lot of time sort of studying on the side, or looking at you know, Excel spreadsheets, and a lot of people are like, well, this is a lot, so I hope they're just listening to this, and. I'll uh, I'll pop some timestamps on this and, and make it a little bit easier for for everyone as well. So thanks for for tuning in for this long. I really appreciate it. In the half position for the guys who play thirteen and fourteen, you got Johnson. He's a good hold. Not sure if you'd be buying him now. I think you can go for potentially one of the the eels guys or you know really no. in he's a clear buy. So Johnson's the best that plays thirteen and fourteen and might be a captaincy option in thirteen. Something to think about. Uh, but yeah, he's a good one. Reynolds, I think he's okay. Like he's scoring alright, but there's so many better half scorers at the moment. Walker is an average one, just and now he's gone up so much in price. And you yeah, spoke about him as a buy probably six weeks ago, so it's a bit late now. But he will play both. Fogarty, I think he's a solid one as well. Thing to know with him is he doesn't have the goal kicking anymore, so that's a bit frustrating. Uh, with uh, with Croker back in and doing great, so shout out to Croaks there. Uh, but Fogs, he's yeah he got three decent scores out of his last four. He had some low ones before that, so. We saw what he did at the back end the last year, he's averaging over 50 odd and, uh, and and doing a great job. Katoa and Nikarima, I think they're an okay hold. One of them probably you sell next week if you own both. If you own just one of them, maybe you hold. Depending how many of those Dolphins guys you have. And if you need to get a decent scorer and you're happy with the money that like Katoa's made, I could potentially see myself trading him to a wing fullback, you know, like a drinky or something like that next week, or a Totola, something like that for sure. Uh, so that's that section there in the halves let's move to the next spot and there's only two guys burton and Oluapu. i see as like potential options that uh, are missing in 13 and play you know play the rest of them apart from 17 for those two guys olapu better than burton i think you see his inconsistency in the team not going that great it's kind of annoying when there's so many good halves and Oluapu as a potential cash cow could work out great for your side. Obviously the halves for the Eels, Moses and Brown, they're both good. One's just more expensive than the other and has a little bit more of a ceiling than what Brown does. So that's that. And then we'll move on to the origin guys. I think that Heinz will play origin 14 most likely, but yeah, he's good. Yeah, he's gonna miss four games over that origin period with their uh, buy-in 17. But yeah, I think you need him over the next three weeks, likely, like if you've got a really strong team around it and you can bank on Cleary coming back and doing great job, Uh, and captaining him from from this week on, then I think it'll be fine. But otherwise, you know, Hines is a great selection. So is Cleary, so is DCE, so is Munster. All the top guys there. And then you've got Ben Hunt that will play Origin. I think he's okay. I think he's exceeded expectations this year with the uh, missed tackles, and and that might come down to earth, but I'm not exactly sure how that will play out, to be honest. I had him last year, and he was a little bit annoying at the start of the year, for sure, in the head-to-head team, yeah. Uh, Harvest position. So top guys, Hines, Cleary, DCE, Munster. Moses and Johnson. I think this will be the top scorers is what I'm playing it. So Moses and Johnson better for the origin period, but come the end of the season, I think Moses and Johnson will be just below all of those guys, which is completely fair, I believe. Two sections to go guys, center and also the wing fullback. So let's get into that one there. We've got the guys who play 13 and 14, and this might be the easiest section, to be honest. You've got Bird, Lemuelu, which are going to be great playing those first two games. You've obviously got Joey Manu as well, but he misses 13 and he'll be in that next section. But yeah, so many good options. And dual position as well, which is great. So Bird and Lem, I think they both need to be in your side. Obviously Lem's an interesting one because low break even, we'll make some money. But is he like a 45 score long term? Is this just an anomaly? I'm not sure. But you know, he's been great, obviously. Tomoko, he's a good one. Like he's been doing well. He's He's pretty expensive right now, but he plays both of those and I think he's better than all of the ones below him. In Aiken, who's been good the last bunch of weeks, but yeah, he'll have games where he comes back down to earth if the Dolphins don't happen to score 30 points every week at the moment. Uh, Farnworth is okay, Tass is also okay, and Hammer is an okay hold, I think as well. But obviously covers center and wing fullback, which is great. Let's go to the next section. Obviously the guys that play uh, the Miss 13, but play the others there or miss one of those first couple. So Gagai misses 14, Talakai misses 13 there as well. So Manu, obviously that best selection in this section here. And I think he's just a buy now. You just need to get him in. He's scoring way too good for a center. Gagai has been great. And I just think he's solid because he's too expensive. Yeah, if you're expecting him to continue that, then great, he could. But he's definitely one of the best centers at the moment. And Talakai, he's okay, like, you know, for a run. Like they've got three pretty easy games over the next few weeks, I think their standards and uh, he could score well there. And know yeah, be solid for you all the way up and play 16. So plays 14, 16, misses 17. So you can make that decision there. And then you've got the uh, the best ones that are the guys that play all, so Panasini plays all three major buys obviously in the Eels, And then you go down to the centres in the origin guys. So likely Kemmel Graham, who's a good buy. And then Holmes is a solid one across the season. That's what we're looking at there. And then the best players across the league there you've got Birdie, Manu, Penasini, then Lem, I would say, as, you know, best purchases for now slash the rest of the season. Gags, I think, will come back down to earth and Graham will miss too many games, I think, over that period. So Graham is a yeah, in number six in that one, which is completely fine uh, as a selection there. Okay, let's go back up top and finish off this video. And a big thank you again to everyone who has stuck around and watched this to the end, you your legends. I hope this has really helped as a very simple planning technique. Wing fullbacks, so drinky, solid. He's gonna play everything but 15 for, until the, you know, the back end, so he's a great one to own. There's not a lot to play the both of these 13 and 14. So that's where like, Walsh is probably a solid hold. And then you've got a Sarko there who's going to do, he's gonna be an okay one as well. Just he's so expensive, but he's been scoring really well. So we can't really say much about him. Uh, wing fullbacks in this next section. So these are the guys that missed 13 or 14, one of the two. Um, and play three of the next four after that and what we're looking at there is edwards he's going to be sort of the best selection out of that along with miller as the good hold so those are the two guys edwards should have the best out of all those mean he's been great but he misses 13 so it's a hard one to pick up now and they have a few tougher games but that hasn't stopped him too much i would say caraz is okay obviously coming over from injury you want to see him first maybe pick him up in 14 if he you know, drops down a bit but then again, if he's dropped down a bit, you're not probably not that excited to pick him up, especially if the dogs aren't going great. Garrick is losing a lot of cash, and it's just so much cheaper than he has been in previous years. So keep him in your in your mind, but he play, misses 14, plays 13. Campbell, I've just got him as solid because yeah, he's probably going to score well over the next three. But likely the Brimson is back, so eh, over the buy period, not a great pick. I'm uh, Miller, and then Malatalo is okay there if you're looking at him and you like him, but it can be a frustrating watch, especially when he. Unfortunately, decides not to uh, put the ball over the line before he touches the line, the sideline anyway. Uh, Gutho is the one from the Eels that's okay if you want to get him. Latrell Mitchell, a great selection, or good selection I've got it here as. uh, He's gonna be the best scorer across the year, I think. And then Teddy is a solid one from the origin guys. And then my best selections from the wing fullback is Mitchell, Dylan Edwards, and then Teddy. So it's an absolute wild one. Obviously, Joe Manu can play in a fullback position, so he would be in there as well, if you like. Um, but yeah, that's the uh, that's the video, guys. There's plenty to, to think about in that section. Obviously, as I said, just merging a few of the different positions together, they all complement each other. So if you've got someone that you know, plays 13 and 14, misses 16, but you have one of those guys that may miss 13, so you have the the other couple of guys, or you know, it might be, the best way to look at it is go, if you're in the center position, if you have three centers, cool. You have two in 13 that play and one that doesn't, but that person plays 16 and they definitely play 13. So that's something to think about I definitely play 14. So 14, 16, and maybe 17 as well. Whereas the guy that plays 13, 14 misses out on, on 16 or 17, something like that. So they complement each other and you have at least one of them in there. And then potentially you, you know, if you get one of those guys all the way through to 16, you can trade one of them to another guy that plays 16 and 19 or 16, 17, 19 or something like that. So they're the simple ways to do it where you have uh, you know three in each position, you know three and the halves, uh, four in the wing fullbacks could work. And then you've got you know two hookers, four in the mids and you know three in the edges and then you've got a one or two sort of dual position guys that would be the best way to look at that and then you can cover everything across the way without spending a hell of a lot of trades if you want to go launch and and win round 13 and 14 then go nuts with all those guys up top but then you will be trading heavy from around 15 16 and then similar that in round 19 or so and then the issue with that you might have maybe too many guys that are sort of good for the buyers, but they're not good for your final team. So that's something to think about as well in this one. Uh, but that's my general strategy is probably mixing and matching a little bit in this one to make sure that you set yourself up for success across the buy schedule. And uh, yeah, wish you all the best of luck across that. Obviously heading into round 10, magic round. I can't wait for this one. It's gonna be a lot of fun, but this is obviously a little bit more forward thinking. The video with scoop uh, later today, which I'll post later today will be, um, you know, targeting this week and obviously the next few, whereas this is looking at the entirety of that buy period and, you know, guys that you can hold over that time and then guys you'd be looking to select. So good luck guys. See you later.